We've been talking about, it's not even a series now because this is like our 13th or 14th week, we've been talking about identity. And uh, we dove in on this in the month of May. And then we, we spent the, uh, the month of June talking about how the voice of our Father speaks to our identity. And, and most of us, most of us, our personality comes from our parents, how we were raised, but it also comes from our relationship with God, how we view God or how we don't view God. And so we talked about the, the authority and the power of the voice of the Father. It was an amazing month. I look back on it and think how incredible it was. Everything from, from Sam Chapel speaking to spending that time with my dad on stage and even to, to the last Sunday, last Sunday, when our mining Christians pastor and, and one of the apostolic oversight for our church, Dr. Phil Brassfield, when he gave us a, a word on, on video. How many watched that on video, even if you were not here? I would really recommend that because he talks about learning to play catch and how that takes care of a lot of issues, right? Just answer your wife back. Just answer nicely to your husband. Answer an email. Follow up with a text. Return a phone call. How easy is that? It's really simple. Well, that's a voice. That's a word from one of our spiritual fathers. You know, uh, I read something uh, a while ago. Uh, David Foster, who is a, a, a renowned songwriter and producer, has produced m- most of the music that you and I have loved for many years. And uh, they asked David Foster to write his top things that he would tell a songwriter. And some of those things were simple, like, save your money. But one of the ones that he said is, return a phone call. He's telling people how to be a songwriter, and that's what he says, return a stinking phone call. That's what we need daddies in our life to tell us, just things like that, right? Just stand up when a lady walks in the room. Open a door for a lady. Be nice to your man. Just things like that. We need a daddy. And so we encouraged you last week, I encouraged all of you to find mentors in your life, people that can speak into your life, that can say the things that you don't always want to hear, but also will say things that you need to hear as well. How many received that word this morning? You received that? All right. So let's dive in today. I want to spend some time since we've been in this Freedom Week. We've been celebrating freedom in our country. And I want to talk about freedom today for just a little while. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. That should be it. I shouldn't even have to preach. It should be just that simple. And we could just put two and two together. If I need freedom, I need to find the Spirit of the Lord. Done. The problem is, is that most of us, especially if we're believers, we don't think we need freedom. There's this erroneous doctrine that says when you give your heart to Christ that everything's taken care of. The potential for everything to be taken care of happens. But everything is not taken care of. There's a scripture in the Bible that says Jesus went about healing people and casting out demons and setting people free. 
And he's doing this in the marketplace, which you expect him to do, where all the worldly people are. But then he shows up to the temple, and in the temple, the Bible says, there was a man that had an unclean spirit in the house of God. I've met many people that say, that I, they say, well, I'm a believer. I've been living for God for a long time. And, and, you, and they say, I'm walking in freedom. But when you really begin to look at their life, they're not always walking in complete freedom. Are there any honest people here today that would say, you know what, I've got some areas in my life that I'm not completely free. Now look around the room. Ain't that the coolest thing? Isn't that the coolest thing? If there are people that feel just like you, I've been raised going, we've been raised, most of us, going to churches where you never told anybody that you didn't have it right. I love going to a church or a group of people that have no problem saying, I don't have it right. But that's the power of the Spirit of God. Here's what we believe. We believe that we're called to love people just the way they are. But to love them so much that they don't want to stay that way. I had a guy tell me not long ago, he said, well, I'll be welcome at your church. And I said, man, you'll be welcome. Everybody's welcome. Come on. You're going to love it. We have a blast. We have good coffee and good music and good teaching every once in a while. We, I mean, it, it's fun. And he said, well, but am I going to feel pressure to change? I said, yeah, probably. And he kind of, what do you mean by that? I said, because we believe that God's called us to live abundantly. And so we're never going to be satisfied until all of us are living abundantly. Because how many know, we've said all the time, that Jesus didn't die for us just to get by. He didn't die for us just to go to heaven and get out of hell. He died so that we could step into the, the life that he promised, which is abundant life. And you're never going to step into abundance until you know how to walk in freedom. So we have to spend some time talking about being set free. But before you can be set free, you need to understand that you're not free. So I want to ask you to examine your life for a few moments. What areas would you change if you could? What areas of your life can you never seem to get over? What is that one thing that you can never seem to get over? How many have that thing? Just nod your head. Or maybe those things. Maybe those things. <laughs> maybe you have a list. You just scroll down. <laughs> that in itself is proof that there is bondage beyond you. Why? Because human nature is so strong that if you want to do something, you're going to do it. You hear me? Human nature is so strong. If you want to climb a mountain, you're going to climb a mountain. If you want to go to the moon, you're going to go to the moon. The Bible says that when they begin to build the Tower of Babel, that God said, I have got to stop this. If I don't, they're going to build a tower to heaven. That's the power of human nature. So if there is something in your life that you cannot overcome, that tells me there is some bondage other than just you. Because if you want to get over it, you're going to get over it. Y'all are quiet right now. And so if there are bondages that you and I can't get over, then that means we need the Spirit of God to come alongside us and help us get over this thing. Here's what happens. As soon as that baby is born, 
and life, they begin to breathe and, and the oxygen from this world begins to enter their breath. The enemy begins at that moment doing everything that he can to stop them from fulfilling their destiny. And so he watches them for weaknesses and he watches them for vices and he watches them for personality traits and he begins to go after that area and he goes after it and after it and after it until he can create a type of spiritual bondage that that child cannot get over. And I'm looking at people right now that have battled with that kind of stuff all your life and you say, why do I keep doing the same thing? And you'll make promises and pledges. Can I get an amen from somebody besides me? I'm never going to do that again. Never. Turn right around and there it is again. And you're in the midst of it going, how did I do that? You did that because there is a spiritual bondage that you can't get over. You need some help. The first thing you need is to be around people that are battling like you are. Get into a community of people that won't judge you, but they will pull and push you along to greater things. Well, I'm going to fight this battle by myself. Good luck, and you're crazy. Remember what we said last week? Nothing good comes out of... Say it loud. Nothing good comes out of... Well, I'm just going to go to a cave and battle this thing by myself. Don't do that. Don't do that. Even Jesus took his, his special disciples along with him when he began to pray before his crucifixion. Even Jesus knew what it meant to have people alongside of him. Very rarely do you find Jesus going off by himself. Every once in a while. But that's only the times that he knew he had to do it. Most of the time, he surrounded himself with people. You cannot do this by yourself. So you need to be around people that are battling like you are. But secondly, you need to be in an environment that the Holy Spirit is welcome. Let me say something to you. The Holy Spirit will be the best friend you have. Some of you are raised in backgrounds where the Holy Spirit just scared you to death. We don't talk about that much. I mean, we know He's there, but we just don't say much about Him. Pastor Robert Morris says a lot of churches deal with the Holy Spirit like that crazy uncle. I mean, he's a part of the family. You know he's there, but you just hope he doesn't show up. You know what I'm saying? And the reason is because there has been this thwarted view of what the Holy Spirit is. He's not insane. He's not. He's the best friend you'll ever have. You know why? Because the scripture says he continually reminds you who you are. Look at your neighbor and say, you need someone to remind you who you are. Watch this, Romans chapter 8, verse 15. Romans 8 and verse 15 says this. For you did not receive a spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received a spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit Himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then we are heirs. 
heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ, if indeed we suffer with him, that we may also be glorified together. All the hills, folks, listen to me. I want you to master Romans chapter 8. I've said this before. When you get home, that needs to be your homework. Romans chapter 8. Every believer should have Romans chapter 8 just ingrained into their heart because it talks about how to live and overcoming life in the Spirit. You need to get Romans chapter 8 in your heart. Do you see what this is saying? It says on those mornings that you wake up and you don't feel like you're destined for anything. Can I hear an amen from somebody? You wake up and you don't feel like you're destined for anything. You can barely get your teeth brushed, much less do anything else. The Scripture says that the Spirit Himself will bear witness and remind you that you are a child of God. That's why you can't do it by yourself. You can try, you can try, but you need the crazy uncle in your life. You need the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. You need to look in the mirror and something in you begins to tell you who you really are. I need that. There are days that I am so excited about this church and there are days that I think, why are we doing this? How are we going to do this? Could I do something else? Should I do something else? But then there's this thing in me that will begin to say, whoa, 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 wait just a minute. Let me remind you who you are. The reason freedom is so important is because freedom and your identity go hand in hand. The reason you need to have freedom, you need to be around people that believe in abundant life and believe in freedom. And the reason you need to be in the presence of the Lord is because freedom and identity go hand in hand. Say that with me. Freedom and identity go hand in hand. If you're taking notes, write this down. Number one, being free allows you to be who God made you to be. The reason you need to pray for and fight for and long for freedom is because freedom allows you to be who God made you to be. You can take the most intellectual, gifted, empowered, confident man or woman in the world, but put them in prison and they will never live up to their full potential. I know God's called me to do great things. I know this. I have destiny. I have, I have ideas for inventions and ideas for songs. And I've got this thing in me. I'm going to do great things, but I'm going to do it in this six by six sale. It doesn't work. You can dream. You can write in your journal. You can write on the walls. You can do everything. But as long as you are bound, you're never going to step into your full potential. I'm looking at folks right now that have more drive than anybody I've ever seen. We have a church full of leaders. I had a pastor ask me, he said, how is it pastoring in Nashville? I said, you're pastoring tons of leaders. All of them are incredible people. Every one of you could be doing amazing things in other places, but we're all here together. 
I'm looking at some of you, though, that have drive. You have passion. You know that you're going to write that song that's going to change the world. You know that you're going to have that business strategy that's going to transform. You have all these things in you, but you're never going to step into the fullness of what God wants you to do as long as you are bound. Well, I'm not that bound. See, that's the problem. There's the problem right there. Why don't you turn with me real quickly. It'll come up on the screens. Romans 8 and 21. See, I told you, Romans 8, just blow your mind, says this, creation itself is going to be delivered from the bondage of corruption into the, say it with me, glorious liberty of the children of God. What kind of liberty? Liberty. No. Glorious liberty. <laughs> Happy hands, liberty. I wish when I said glorious liberty, like pirates <laughs> would just go up confetti and angels. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? Glorious liberty. Think of the most free thing or person you've ever met and then take it up a hundred times. That's the kind of liberty that Jesus died for. That's the kind of liberty that we as the children of God are supposed to be walking in. Are you getting this? See, most of, a lot of us are just happy to have a hand free. They said, raise your hand twice in service and I did it. That's amazing. It's a big deal right there. And for many of you, that is a big deal. But then I look at some of our folks that were raised, raising hands and feet and everything. That's just how you did church. But you can't even have a normal relationship with somebody. And we think that's okay. It ain't okay. The glorious liberty, every area of my life in freedom, my finances, my social life, my health, my walk with God, everything that I'm doing is in glorious liberty. That's what, that's our inheritance. Now, if you want to live below your inheritance, that's fine with me. But as for me, I'm going after glorious liberty. Well, I wish I could get some folks that knew how to amen and just say, yeah, that's good preaching right there. Somebody told me the other day, I'm taking notes, I can't amen. Look, multitask, just a little bit, okay? You can text and drive, you can write an amen, all right? Just do it for a minute. Texting and driving, that is terrible. Oh, okay, you can put on makeup and drive, because that's much better. Or eat a Happy Meal and drive with your toes while clipping your nails. Just multitask for just a moment with me, all right? The glorious liberty of the children of God. You and I are never going to step into our full potential until we are free. So what I want to do today is I want us to examine our life. Where are we not free? Where is it the enemy has a stronghold? The Bible says lay aside every sin and every weight and every small little bitty thing. I'm, let's get down to the dental floss, all right? I mean the small things because we got to run fast. we got big things to do. God's called us to do great things and we can't do it with, with training wheels on. And we can't do it with chains on. Look at your neighbor and say, you need to be free, baby. 
As long as you are bound, you will never fully walk in the destiny that God has for you. So number one, being free allows you to be who God made you to be. But number two, being who God made you to be allows you to be free. Man, I am not a good preacher, but that's good preaching right there. I'm telling you. When I typed that into my computer, I said, whoa, that's good. Listen, what that means is this. You can be as free as free can be. But if you do not know who you are, or if you are not fully being who God made you to be, you will never know complete freedom. Because you can take the prisoner out of his six by six cell or her six by six cell and you can put them in the middle of society but as long as they have a mentality of incarceration they're never going to step into who God made them to be. I'm looking at some of you that have come out of some of the worst situations. Some of you have seen things that you should have never seen and a lot of it in the name of God a lot of it in the name of church and religion. And look at me. I don't blame you for not wanting to go to church. There was a season I didn't want to go to church. Which is why we created this. I don't blame you because you've been hurt and beat up. But look, I've been hurt. I've been beat up. We've all been hurt. We've all been beat up. And it ain't just the church. The education system will hurt you. The business system will hurt you. Come on, somebody talk to me. We love to blame the church. The church is bad. Oh, yeah, the world's really great. (laughs) Business is just nice. They just treat you great and grand. We're all humans. We're all messed up. We hurt each other. That's what we do. But at some point, there has to be this mindset that says, because a lot of us have come out of terrible situations. And you just, whatever it is for you, we've come out of it and we say, thank God I'm free. But you don't have a mindset of freedom. Because when we begin to talk about great things, you go, oh, oh, I can't do that. We talk about, come on, let's dive in. Let's reach this city. Let's do great things. Yeah, 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 I'm going to do it. But I can't really commit because if I do, then you may do me like they did me. See what I mean? I'm not talking about church. I'm talking about marriage. I'm talking about relationships, everything. We've got to get a mindset of who God has called us to be. So we have some folks that are just happy to have a hand free and they're calling that liberty. Oh, I got a foot free. Whoa, foot, foot, my foot's free. I said my foot's free. But you're not going anywhere. You have these ideas, but you're bound. But then we have other people that are free, but they don't have the passion or the ideas or they don't know who they are. What if? Just what if? God could raise up a generation that knew who they were in Christ, and then they began to walk in glorious freedom of the children of God. That was good. That was the good word. I know it's hard to clap with chains on. It's hard, but really... 
<laughs> that was not nice. I shouldn't have said that. That wasn't nice. Look, I, and we, I know I'm Pentecostal. I raised that way. And so I know I pick on folks that don't clap and don't amen. But I'm telling you, all of us that clap and amen and all that easily, we're just as bound in all the other areas. We were, we're more bound because we thought we were free because we could do this. By the way, Everett, you can sing, brother. Good Lord, I want you on this stage singing soon. Will you do that? Y'all, if you never heard this guy sing, Lord Jesus. He gave me a CD and I, I about flipped. Derek, we got it. Man, we got to happen. Woo, I've been praying for you, Everett. Freedom. There's great things on you and on your family. Great things. Great destiny on you. And the enemy has tried everything he could to try to thwart that and take that away. But you're in a safe place now, Everett. You're in a safe place. Say this with me. Freedom is a mindset. As much as anything, it's a mindset. I love this scripture. John 8, 34. And I'm reading from the message. And I know some of you don't think that's an anointed version, but whatever. Just bring it up here. Right, you see, if it was anointed, it would have already been up there. <laughs> Did I give that one to you, Jessica? John chapter 8, verse 34 in the message. That's okay. I've got it right here. Watch this. A slave is a transient, which means temporary, who cannot come and go at will. The son, however, capital S, has an established position and run of the house. So if the son sets you free, you are free through and through. A slave only gets to come in the house when they get permission. And most of the time when a job needs to get done. Over the next several weeks, we're going to be talking about the difference in being a slave and being a son. And there is a huge difference. We're going to talk about walking in the fullness of what God has called us to walk in. And then we're going to see something released in our church. We're going to see something released. Can I, just, can I for just a moment not be a pastor and step into being a prophet for just a moment? Is that okay? I'm going to say something to you. God is going to release this church into a place that we've never been before. And in turn, we're going to be a part of seeing freedom invade this city. So, if you don't want to be a part of that, i got a list of other churches you can go to, okay? Because this is what God has called us to do. July the 4th, eight years ago, I flew into this city. Eight years ago or nine years ago now? Nine years ago, July the 4th, I flew into the city to look for us a place to live. And as I came underneath those clouds, the fireworks were going off above the city. And the Lord spoke to me and He said, you're going to be a part of bringing freedom to this city. I didn't know what that meant because I wasn't going to pastor. We weren't going to plant a church. We were just going to travel all over the world and do. And God said, you're going to be a part of bringing freedom to this city. So listen to me. That is the mandate upon this house. If you don't want to be a part of bringing freedom to a city, you probably are going to hate this church. 
because we are not going to be happy until God lets us see the things that he's promised us. You're probably going to hate this church. (laughs) Things to never say as a pastor. (laughs) Top ten ways not to grow your church. Tell everybody they're bound and tell them they're going to hate the church. (laughs) So, a slave is someone who has no say-so. If you're a sinner, then you're a slave, right? We all sin, so we're all slaves. Until the Son says you're free. And once the son who has run of the house sets you free, then you are free indeed and through and through. And we can come and go as we please. What that means is even though you really have no right because you're a slave, you're still a sinner, if the son tells you that you're free, you have a place at the table. But I just messed up last night. That's all right. Come sit down. Let's hang out. Can you pass the gravy? Some of you don't agree with that. Read the story of the prodigal. He went and spent everything his daddy gave him and he came back and daddy said, come on, boy. Matter of fact, we're going to kill the best calf we have for you. Put the robe on you. Put the ring on you. That ring, you know what that ring was? The authority of the father. You now have run of the house, boy. If the son sets you free, you are free indeed. Here's the point. You and I have got to have that mindset on us. It's the mindset that says, Jesus has set me free. That means I am a child of God. I have a place at the table. I have a place in the house. There is a mindset of freedom that has to happen before we can step into what God has called us to do. Look at me. You are a child of God not a slave of God. Here's a scripture you can study. This will be more homework for you. Galatians 4 and 7, just write that down. Therefore you are no longer a slave but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. He doesn't see you as a slave. He sees you as a child of His. One more thing. So if we are his children, you realize how amazing, we say that so lightly, we're children of God. You realize how amazing that is? I love what John said, y'all, we're the children of God. That's a big deal. He says, we don't know what we're going to be, but we know this, that when he appears, you're going to be like him, for we shall see him as he is. But he starts off by saying, we're children of God. That's crazy, man. when he didn't have to invite us to be that. We're children of God, which means this. My boys take on parts of me. I am created in the image of my Father. We were created in the image of God. And some of you have heard me say this. If you took all of God's attributes and you boiled them down to one thing, it's this. God is free. That's it. 
God is omnipresent. What does that mean? He's everywhere, which means He's free from time and space. He's free. God is omnipotent, which means He's all-powerful. What does that mean? He means that He is free from weakness. Y'all with me? God is omniscient, which means He knows everything. What does that mean? He is free from ignorance. He is free. God is holy, which means He is free from sin. Everything that God is comes back to one thing. He is free and He created us in His image. Free. Those babies that we dedicated today... They are born free. They don't, they don't have any bitterness. They don't have any bad habits. They don't have any unforgiveness. They don't have any anger. They don't have any wrong thought process. We call them innocent. What we should call them is free. What if what we're wanting to get to is really how it all started? What if everything we're fighting for is simply who we really are. And we just got to get back to that. What if the greatness that we long for is just right here? We just got to peel away all the stuff. Garrett, will you play? Listen. Gold that is put into the fire. What happens? Impurities float to the top, right? But that is the byproduct of really what's happening. What's really happening to the gold, it is being returned to its original state, which is molten. The impurities then float. We talk about the fire brings out the impurities. No, the fire returns the gold to the way it really was. And then the impurities can't help but come out. We're focused on trying to get the stuff out of our life, the impurities out of our life, when we, what should be focused on is getting back to how God really made us. Back to that place. Well, you're not going to do that by yourself. You're going to need some people standing arm in arm with you to help you get to that place. And secondly, you are not going to do that without the presence of God. You're going to have to have an advocate that comes alongside you and says, you can do this. You can do this. I'm with you. I believe in you. You also need something that can remind you what you're supposed to look like in the first place. That. Let's pray. Close your eyes, please. Lord, I thank you for this day right here, right now. I thank you that you are releasing us. You're releasing us into the destiny that you have called us to. There are people out there that have never felt what we feel and you're calling us to help provide a place for them. In this room, God, there are people that have never stepped into the glorious liberty. Some didn't even realize there was a chance of that. Talking to people, Lord, that are bound by bitterness, Fear, insecurity, anger, addictions, unforgiveness, memories that they cannot forget. They're bound by things from the past. Lord, some that are bound by things in the future 
unmet potential and unfulfilled promises. And Lord, today I pray that you would let a fire begin to burn in their bones. Come on, I need all of the folks that know how to pray to begin to pray right now. Let our intercessors just intercede. We speak against every spirit of religion in the name of Jesus right now. Lord, I want to be free. I want to be free. I want to be free. Anybody else here today that's desperate for freedom? Raise your hand. I want to see the ones that are desperate, not just like it. That'd be nice. That'd be a nice addition. I am desperate to be free today. Come on, let me see your hand. here's what I want you to do. I want you to say, Lord, I give you control. I want you to just call that out. That area. You can't look. You can't just think it. You got to say it with your mouth. You confess with your mouth that he is Lord. You got to say it out loud. If you don't want people to hear it, just put your hand over your mouth. Whatever you need to do. But you need to say it out loud. Say, Lord Jesus, I give this to you. And just name it. I give it to you now. That thing, those things that I can't get over. Break prison doors now, Jesus. Prison doors. Open up prison doors. In this room are people that thought about taking their own life this week. In this room are people that have battled with darkness and depression and unforgiveness and anger and jealousy. Today, We're giving that all to you, Lord. Because we have proven that we cannot do this by ourselves.